Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fly the Coop. I am your host, Carrie Ann Carter. After 22 years in the real estate business, I've seen my fair share of people, stories, and experiences fly the coop in one way or another. This podcast is all about telling those stories. Let's jump into the coop. Welcome back to Fly the Coop, everybody. I am so glad to welcome you to today's interview with Allie Doyle. Allie, welcome. Thank you. That's me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would love for you to hear Allie's story, everybody. We are so honored to have Allie onboarded as a new team member and taking on the very dynamic role of our social media and marketing director for Carrie Ann Carter Group. I'm so psyched to have you on board. It's super fun. It's been super fun so far. So I'm really excited. She just started. I did. did. (laughs) But I feel like I kind of already got the the vibe of things. Yeah. I wanted to uh, have you on board um, for podcasting today, Allie, because I think you're a perfect um, example of what Fly the Coop is all about. Fly the Coop is uh, storytelling about the life changes we all go through and how we all fly the coop in one way or another. You just flew the coop from a very big role with CARE 11 yes, I did. and onboarded with us. Tell us a little bit about that and the why behind it. Well, okay. The biggest reason, and Carrie Ann knows this, is because I was working at three in the morning at CARE 11. Um, but other than that, like that was my dream role. And I kind of just I, I think I knew that it wasn't going to be before I went into it, but it was something to check off the list as like, I completed that dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it's not what I was like meant to do, mm-hmm. I don't think. And so um, I'm super excited to be working with your group because I, the minute I met you actually, and you know this, I was like, we're twins. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, we are, are very twins. similar. Um, she's just a little bit older, but not that much. Right? Yeah, only 30 years. <laughs> I was going to say five. I could be your mother, <laughs> literally. But no, I, there's, I also really like to be um, challenged. And I didn't feel like I was in my last role as much as I could have been. Mm-hmm. And because you have really high expectations, it is a challenge to like meet your goals every day. And so yeah. that's like, I, but I appreciate so it. So I've been told. <laughs> But no. I, I'm not going to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> no, you, should, you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. That's, uh, I, I just appreciate that and like a challenge in every aspect of my life. And right. So especially professionally, I guess. Yeah. You know, what I think is so amazing about your story, and I'm so psyched to have you share your story today, Allie, you're 24 years old, young lady. I know. And Almost uh, 25, but don't bring yeah. that up. Yeah, well, still super young and a graduate from North Dakota State University with a journalism degree and two minors, no less. Yeah, political science and creative writing. Amazing. Really remarkable. And you put yourself through school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been a crazy ride. Um, And actually, I added another year to my schooling so that I could add political science because it was in the heat of the... 2020-ish elections. And right. like, there's just so much that people don't learn about politics. Mm-hmm. And there's like so much behind the scenes and all you see is what you see on the media. But right. I wanted to know like the it, nitty gritty of it. And yeah. so I, that's why I added that minor. But um, yeah, no, I've, 
Yeah, I did. I graduated from North Dakota. What was that now? It was so long ago. I, it wasn't. It was like a year. <laughs> but that feels like it was so long ago. Well, and your resume is so amazing. I mean, you've had these major roles with both yeah. radio and television. Yeah. And your production and your creative writing and yeah. the um, components of building and planning a production schedule I think it's just incredible. I'm I'm so honored to be able to have you come into this organization that is in a time of such major change when it comes to the necessity to be um, relevant yeah. when it comes to social media. And I want that to be the case mm-hmm. for the team, most importantly, but as a brand. Yeah. So you're... you're perspective to me is fascinating because you've been involved with so many different brands Mm -hmm. because of your background and going well through college and beyond, you know, in your younger years. So share with everybody what your take is and what's happening out there with social media and the kind of change is coming down the pipeline right now. Yeah. Social media is insane. And something that I always say too, that is cool about my generation is that like, we're kind of built in marketers because we grew up with, and I don't say it like it's, it's a, a new thing. Like we grew up together with social media. So like we know all of these, like the ins and outs of it, mm-hmm. because that's like what we were doing. We were learning it as like social media was learning itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Unlike so, me, I'm like a dinosaur. I'm 53 years old and <laughs> not a dinosaur. I'm like trailing behind everybody else. <laughs> I'm coming. She's okay. actually so much better at social media than she thinks she is. I think <laughs> like at least you know more things than you think you do. Mm-hmm. And especially like for people in your age group, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Like people don't know anything and you'll, you'll, you're saying things. I'm like, I did not know. People my age sometimes don't even know. Well, thank you. So it's not true. You do know social media. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is ever changing, ever evolving. And I think eventually it's going to be like, the only thing that we use for everything. Sometimes, like I just came from a news station and they still broadcast like five shows a day and that's not going to be the case in five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. I predict six, but it's not, it's just not going to be the case. People pick up their phone in the morning and they pick up their phone at night Mm -hmm. and in between they're doing everything else. That's right. Yeah. So um, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, what do you think? Because I, you know, when you're somebody that's somebody like me, right, we'll mm-hmm. say 50 plus, mm-hmm. uh, there's a piece of the old school, I call it the old fashioned way of communicating, you know, the slower pace. I feel like the, it's very fast and like there's just this constant flood of intel coming at you in a massive way that can be very overwhelming and overstimulating. That's For just my sure. personal take. No, it's dangerous the way that, that the, how fast it is. It's Do you think that's healthy? No, but I don't think that we were being as productive as we could have been before without it. Right. So it's like, we just need to figure out, and I'm, I, I don't know all the answers, but like a way to navigate through that because I, yes, I think it's dangerous for us like mentally. Right. But also like, I think one, like a couple of things I've heard is like, people talking about losing jobs, like people are going to lose jobs to social media, but there's also so much to gain, like so many jobs to gain in social media. So I don't know how that's going to balance out in the end. I do think that it's going to be really difficult 
to navigate the world of like, okay, like let's get off our phones and talk to each other in person. Like I have that with my, and this isn't social media, but like my grandma is like always on her phone (laughs) now. And like, I love talking on the phone. I don't even, I don't like texting. I don't know why. That's just, I think it's annoying and my brain works faster than I can type. Right. I agree with you on that. (laughs) So I would rather just talk on the phone, but I like, called her and she texted me back and was like, why don't you just text me what you're going to say? And I was like, grandma, like, are you kidding? How old is your grandma now? Oh, she's like 86. Yeah, she's she's cute and sweet. But I was like annoyed. I was like, I'm trying to call you and talk to you and have this personal connection. And she was like, text me. I was like, whatever. That's funny. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it is going to be figuring out how to navigate. And it's not going to be social media apps or like, uh, the news media. It's not going to be somebody teaching us how to do that. It's going to be us individually teaching it ourselves. And it's definitely going to be something that's ingrained into like, uh, like when you're teaching your kids as they're growing, like right. that's going to be something that you have to add to your plate of teaching your kids because no one else is going to. Mm-hmm. Although yesterday, my sister did tell me that she has to make a reel for class, like an Instagram reel wow. for her class in high school. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. So that's interesting too, that they're thought, incorporating yeah. that into Why classroom do you think structure. that's going on? Is I that how know. they're going to be interviewing? I, well, they- that is what it is. She was supposed to interview people for, and then make it into a reel and make it into interesting. It. So I, I don't, I think it's just because it's recognized that it is a big part. It's going to be a big part of our society even more than it is now. Right. And that's a, she's in a mass communications class. Interesting. But That's it's still, she's, in high, she's a freshman in high school. Yeah. So it's a little weird. <laughs> Just for me, like, I didn't even have that. So I don't know. But there's social media is going to be, it's going to keep going. So I have a question for you. And for everybody out there, I mean, give give some intel out, you know, from your perspective and the work that you've done. What are the top three most important platforms right now, in your opinion, right now today? Um, I, I think Facebook is going to keep being as important as it is. Um, Aren't they considered like the platform? They have billions of people going on to their site yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's more than any of the other platforms. So even though there's a part of a generation, like there's a whole generation mind that doesn't usually use Facebook that often, mm-hmm. there's still billions of people that are. And I right. do think that it has something to do with um not that other people in other countries other than America can't go on to these other social media apps, but I feel right. like they're spending more, to, like they're putting more effort. Meta as a company is putting more effort into their international uh, reach than the other apps are maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say probably, I want to say Twitter is before Instagram because really? Instagram is going very different from the direction that they were in before. And so I think people so are tell me about that. Like, what do you think's happening with Instagram right now? Um, well, one of the biggest things with Instagram is that it was made and produced to be an app that you could share what's going on in your life in pretty much like real time. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it was showing like, it was for the people that followed you to see what you were posting. And now it's not like that anymore. Like you post something and maybe 10 people are going to see it, like actually see it. We were just talking about that. Like Mm -hmm. the algorithm algorithm is really weird on that. Mm -hmm. Because they're trying to move towards like selling products and like they're moving away from like 
helping creators create things and Mm -hmm. they're moving towards how do we make more money? Right. Which is interesting. And I would love to know the difference. Is is it like, I don't know whether it's like they're trying to push people back towards Facebook because it's owned by the same company. Right. So I don't know if that is their goal, like what the goal is with it. They have to know that people for the last year, like years, four Mm. years have been like mad about the way that Instagram's going with their algorithm. They have to know that and they're not changing it. So Interesting. Maybe they're maybe they're cooking up and launch for a new We'll app. have to ask Tom Ferry about that. Yes, because it is very strange. And So I think it's interesting Twitter. Yes. Okay, so Twitter. I guess I have to get back on. I love Twitter. And I, it's, well, you're a newsy kind of gal. It's not even for news, but yes. I, um, and in the last, it, it is getting weird right now with everything going on with the buyout and stuff. But before that, I think my generation, Carter will agree, is the <laughs> funniest generation ever. Like, we are hilarious. <laughs> I'm serious. And I, I like, <laughs> I have two different Twitters. So I have, like, a personal one and I have a professional one. My professional one is usually all news because I follow a lot of news people. But my right. personal one, I don't even follow that many people. And it just shows me what I would like to see. And I but I actually think that everyone in Gen Z might have the same brain because it it's all so relatable. You just like go through and it's like, oh, that happens to you too. Like, but in I think our my generation just knows how to say it in the funniest, like most comedic way. And I I don't know. It's very I wonder sarcastic. if they need comedy because honestly, when you look at Gen Z, what's yes, the age group again? It's nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and that's what I thought. Six, okay. Seven. So my daughter. Yeah. I always, I get all the letters wrong. Um, there's been a lot of heavy mm-hmm. in the world for Gen so Z. So much. Like if you and really think about it. there's got to be some humor, right? Yeah, you have to. Because if you didn't have humor, that would be really overwhelming. Yeah. I, if you think about it, and I watched this video where this person, it, it was um, on TikTok actually. There's this one lady was saying like, something about our generation and like why we do the things we do. Someone stitched it and like went through every single thing that like every major issue or problem that's arised in either America or even further. And she like went through all of them and it was like, whoa, we've actually gone through so much. Wow. I don't remember. I think she started with 9-11, which we were, I was three, but it's still like a affects me, you know, yeah. and we had to go through school and watch it every single year yeah. on September 11th. Right. And then it's traumatizing. It's yeah. like PTSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And then there's been so many things since then. Mm-hmm. So yes, some big things. Is, oh, very global, very big things. Just so much. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in many cases, and I think this is everybody, you, you, there's some self-reflection in how, what can I do to improve the outcome? How can I personally make a change? Right. And that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, during in a very overwhelming question. I think it doesn't matter what age you are. That's an overwhelming question, question for sure. Um, so on that note, yes. you, I want to jump back to your going, moving off to school. You and I had a chance to visit a little bit yesterday this kind of goes back to flying the coop again. I think you have a fascinating and inspiring story, Allie. Thank you. And I want you to share, if you're willing, uh, with everybody, um, a little bit about your history and what went on 
through childhood into your high school and then college years and some of the statistics that are attached to that because what you've done personally, I believe is extremely inspiring for those, especially in the month of December, um, that tend to get caught up in their head yeah, and kind of stuck in their life. Yeah. So share with everybody what that looked like for you and what were the aha moments that kept you on track? Yeah. Okay. I want to preface that mm-hmm. I have not, I have, I, I know that I have been successful in my life and I try to give myself credit for that, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely not like fully where I want to be. So just, well, you're 24 years old. I know, but I give feel yourself older. some grace, <laughs> a little old. grace. That's I what I always say to the team. I got to give yourself some grace. I say that to myself. None of us are perfect. Everybody. We all are a work in progress our yeah. entire life. It's very, it's the true. day you say you don't have nothing more to learn is the day that you've just pushed the pause button on yeah, life. You've given up mm-hmm. if you have nothing more to learn. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know how deep you want to get, but um, when I was like 11 or 12, I told her yesterday, I have not figured out what age that was. Mm-hmm. So I always say 11 or 12. Um, I went into foster care. And I lived in a lot of different houses. I wouldn't even want to sit here and count right now. Um, and lived with one specific family for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I was moving to California after I graduated high school. I don't even think I told you that. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Louisiana. And then I moved back. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. But and you worked through all of that. I did. I was working. I was, uh, I don't know, in school. I it was really important to me to go to school. And I think that is because I was saying to you yesterday, a lot of it is where I grew up uh, and the, the ideologies and the mentality of the kids that I grew up with and the their parents putting certain expectations. Right. So I just felt like I also had that expectation, even though no one was telling me I had to. Right. Um, but on top of that, I just have a very... Uh, willful personality. Mm-hmm. I have a really strong personality and I don't think I would ever let myself fail anyways. Right. So, um, I, that's how I like got where I am. One of the, and I should note this, um, my mentor, I call her my fairy godmother, it's a, but Rena Sargentopoulos, she works at Care 11. Mm-hmm. I've known her since I was 11 or 12. Wow. And She's the reason I went into journalism. Wow. And I, that is amazing. I know. So, so I, a shout out to her. Hello. Yes, and thank you. Shout out mm-hmm. to her. Um, I I think I like hyper focused on needing something. Like I needed to have something to focus on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I thought what she did was really cool. And I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and then that was my like everyone that knows me knows that like from even elementary school. Like, yeah, Ali said she was going to be a go into journalism. She was going to work at Care 11. It was actually really cool. It's a random story. But I was at this restaurant and this girl from my high school was serving me and my friend. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I saw that you got a job at Care 11. Like, I know you've wanted to do that forever. And I haven't talked to her in 10 years. That's so cool. So that was that was insane. And just everyone knew that. And Care 11, by the way, an amazing organization, mm-hmm. um, have been a huge fan my entire life. We love care. We love care. <laughs> and um, I'm sorry that I took Allie away from you. I know they're probably <laughs> they all probably crying. don't like me anymore. <laughs> uh, but but uh, what a gift for us. What a gift for us. I think um, your story 
mean, you carried yourself through middle school and high school, honey, and you lived with multiple foster families. Did. That's amazing. It's an amazing thing. When it's happening to you, like I know that from the outside, I hear that all the time. People are saying like people say that that's crazy. It doesn't feel anything to me. Well, everybody's normal is their own normal, right? Yeah. But the messaging I think that's so important is you're a perfect example of, you know, focus, commitment, gratitude, um, always looking at the positive. I tried to. Yeah. And there's so many people that can learn from that because the organic natural place isn't normally hovering there. Yeah. People tend to focus on the bad parts, the things that aren't going well when it's a personal choice. A hundred percent is a personal choice. And I think that that's just mind blowingly, like that's book worthy. That story. To me, it's so much easier to focus on the positive. Like focusing on the negative for me takes more energy. Right. So why would I totally agree with you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just don't see like an upside in that. And if like because I'm so I'm it's interesting. (laughs) Steve said something to me yesterday about you, about how you are always living in the future, which I already knew that. And I genuinely feel that the same way about myself. Like, that's why I don't want to waste time talking about, like, the negative thing that Mm -hmm. happened because— I never go backwards. Yeah. I'm already Mm -hmm. thinking—I'm constantly thinking about what's happening in Mm -hmm. 10 years from now. So I don't care about what just happened 10 minutes ago. Exactly. You make a mistake. You honor the mistake. You don't Mm -hmm. live in the mistake. You move forward and say, okay, I learned that. I'm just going to keep on going. Absolutely. And for some people, that's overwhelming. Yeah. You know, I know most people don't live there, but I say— what better place is there to live? Yeah. Future casting and being able to focus on the positive because everyone has a gift. Everyone has something positive to share. Equally, we all have negatives. Yeah. We all have things that aren't like the best thing, right? Mm-hmm. We have pros and cons. All of us do. Choosing to focus on the positive, which is what you did. Choosing to pick a path that is centric around sharing helping, um, committing to good, um, only is a win for anybody. Mm -hmm. And if you can find a way to live in that space, only good things will come to you. Only good things. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. And I thought, you know, I already knew kind of high level your story, but yesterday we had time, we were here um, Allie was helping because we've got lots of things happening here over the next month. And I've been down with this horrific, you know, thing, this bug that people have got, it's taking forever to heal. So I've lost a month, which has been brutal. <clears throat> but anyway, the team has been stellar and helping me play catch up as I lost almost a four weeks of life this year over this, this resp- respiratory thing. Um, so Allie came out and we had a really great day. It wasn't the way we were planning to spend the day, but had a super awesome day. And in those moments of calm, you can actually have a conversation that's more meaningful because we're moving so, so, so fast. Everyone is, we are certainly on this team right now. And in sharing that story, I'm like, damn, that's a hell of a story. We got to share that story. That's amazing. (laughs) 
I don't feel like it's that crazy, but I know I under I understand why other people do because I've heard stories myself that I'm like, whoa, you have what happened to you? Um, so then you leaped into school. I did, and you put yourself through school. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, was amazing. a lot. I would like to say a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the school system plus, uh, like the just the structure of cult, like the way college works and then like the state, they make it really easy for people to go to school. They right. really, they do. Um, so it was a lot easier of a process than I thought it was going to be. So cool. I'm very grateful for that. But that's a shout out to all of you that aren't sure. Yeah. Carter's in the background there. Carter's nodding. He only applied to one school, but if he, he got in, he got into that one school. It's a really good school. <laughs> Oh, okay. I do want to, I want to add in, especially since we're in December Mm -hmm. and it's like the month of giving, even though Thanksgiving is in November, I feel like December is the actual month of giving. I agree. I always like to throw this out there, which I told you the statistic yesterday with foster care Mm -hmm. in Minnesota specifically. Mm -hmm. I think, don't quote me, it's definitely over 80%, but I think it's 85% of kids that um, age out of foster care in Minnesota either die are drug abusers or uh, like they have a dependency of some sort or they're homeless. Yeah. And that is such a high statistic. Oh my God. It, it broke my heart when mm-hmm. I heard that. Yeah. Um, what do you think? How do you change that? I just think that there are so many people um, that have thought about fostering and they don't or they want to have a baby and I, I get it. I get wanting to have a baby. Yeah. But it like after seven, after the age of seven, it's like the likelihood of getting adopted goes down like off a cliff. So mm-hmm. then those kids just end up being in foster care their entire lives. Not every foster home is the greatest place on the planet. Right. Um, and so like they, that cycle yeah. just re- wash, rinse, repeat. Right. So mm-hmm. um, the only way to fix that, I think <laughs> is a hot take. So I don't even know if I should say it. Yeah. But like a lot of people like to adopt outside of America. They think it's cheaper mm-hmm. because they want a baby. And in fact, it is cheaper if you want a, to, a baby. But if you're adopting through foster care, you actually get paid to foster the kids. So even if you take in a two or three-year-old, like you're getting paid to foster them until mm-hmm. the adoption process is complete or if the parental um, rights are, right. what is the word, canceled? I don't know. I'm just going to use canceled. Mm-hmm. Um so I just think like if you're thinking about fostering a kid, like foster a kid. Right. Do it. Do it. Yeah. What's the what like if you're already th- if you already thought about it, you want a kid, whatever. I just don't think you can still have your own kids if you want to. Yeah. But fostering the story around it and the lack of knowledge and awareness probably. There's a whole story around that that should probably leap back over to Care Eleven and they should do a whole feature piece around that. <laughs> they Seriously. Should. They should. Seriously. Okay. So you Got through that process. I did. And I would say you feel like you were graced with the opportunity to align with some pretty, you know, solid families mm-hmm. that were supportive. Um, you made the decision to jet off. You put yourself through school and you worked through school. Mm-hmm. So for all of those Gen X's out there, right, um, what would be your number one piece of advice to them as they're trying to navigate? early career decisions or college? 
Um, I think that you should never um, make a college decision based off of your friends because mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. Good <laughs> but advice. Also, I do believe that everyone, I mean, especially if you're, especially if your parents aren't paying for your college, mm-hmm. don't go to a four-year university at first. Go to a two-year community college, get your degree there and your associate's degree, right. and then go to the university and have that experience. You're not missing that much. Right. Missing out on the freshman dorm experience. Yeah. I've not heard that great of stories. That no, we're dealing with that right now. Lots of, lots of sharing of colds. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. It's uh, just not yeah. like what's I, if, and like I prefacing, sure, if your parents are paying for it, that's an amazing opportunity to have, first of all, but also it's just, it's different. Right. But if you're paying for it, like don't do that to yourself. Because you're yeah, going to financial. It. It's a financial commitment for sure. Mm-hmm. And kids cheap. don't realize that. Like 18-year-olds are not thinking about what mm-hmm. they're going to have to pay four years later. Right. And I did get my associate's degree from a community college. And so, and I didn't plan to. And I'm, all of my friends went to universities. Mm-hmm. So it was just because that's what I could do. That's what I could afford. And I don't regret it one singular bit. That's so, awesome. That's very cool. I would also say like, for people that are just trying to, my generation and kids that are coming out of high school or even my age, like always like figuring out what your goals are and like staying awake for them, if that makes sense. Like don't get stuck in a like, like this is I, it's always my biggest fear was getting stuck in a nine to five and never being able to do the things that I want to do with my life right. personally. Like not just like, going out with my friends or whatever, just like goals that I have right. to do. Because you have huge aspirations. Like you've got lots yeah. going on here that is well beyond working with me. But um, I do love working with Yeah, you. I know. But I think it's cool <laughs> that you, I think it's super cool that you have multifaceted interests. Yeah. That's what this life, we have a short life, everybody. I, exactly. We have a short life. So laying it on the line and not being able to explore things that you're passionate about mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing this for this long because I love it. Like yeah. I'm passionate about it. I love the idea of helping people grow their career. I love this business. Yeah. And I love the idea of the creative and the growth. And I'm not afraid. Like I kind of, I mean, I'm jokingly love hate relationship with social, but I do find it fascinating. I find watching the people around me that are newer entries in the market and their explosive, powerful success stories. I think that's yeah. fascinating yeah. and good for them, yeah. like good on them to be able to do that. I think that's awesome. There's a whole world out there that needs to be supported and there's a whole lot of business available. Um, it's there for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that being multifaceted and not pigeonholing, that's mm-hmm. the word. That's the word of my we, year. I'm going to come up with that, them, huh, define pigeon, it. like where you one, <laughs> one specific vision and you only focus on that and nothing else. And you just kind of shove yourself right. into a corner okay. yeah. and do nothing but that. Like, yeah. it's kind of like people said, fly the coop. What's the point? Like, what does that mean? And like, fly the coop is so many things. Yeah. We moved out to this property. Everybody knows I have this weird fixation and fascination for beautiful gourmet chickens. Yeah. And I love the whole chicken coop thing. And yeah. When uh, Sebastian, who runs uh, Podcast Launch Lab, we were talking about this, the artwork I created in the office, the creative behind what those terms mean. 
And that in fact, every single one of us are flying the coop in one way or another in our personal life, in our professional life, Mm -hmm. in our relationships with our children, in transition. There's just, you know, housing, where we live, the foster experience, like Mm -hmm. every single story, and we all have a story, we are in the midst of a fly the coop moment multiple times in our life. What does that mean? I didn't pigeonhole myself into one conversation. Mm -hmm. So many of these podcasts, and there's what, how many now, Carter? I don't know, a lot, like 2,000. I don't even know how many, a whole lot of people out there podcasting. Um, And we're only three months in right now. So they say it takes about a year to get Mm -hmm. these things rolling. I wanted to be able to tell stories, everyone's story, their version of it, in hopes that it would touch even just one person to inspire them is the point of this podcast. And so every time I meet somebody new, and I've met so many amazing people that I would love to interview, the moment I met you, I'm like, Allie's going to be on the podcast, man. That's a hell of a story. <laughs> and then we sat on the sofa and talked even better. Yeah. So you're oh, awesome. I love that. Super so excited to have you on board. I'm excited. We're definitely going to be, there's a lot here. Like we're barely skimming the surface, folks. Uh, Allie has her own podcast, which we'll talk about. I do. And um, she listens to it. What kind yeah. of boss listens to that? I that's, think it's cool. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I did not expect you to actually listen to it. You're so funny. So we'll be interviewing more because there's lots going on in social and you cannot imagine the things we have coming down the pipeline in 2023. Super We've psyched. We've got a lot. We've got a lot. Be, it's going to be great. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. Welcome to Fly the Coop, everybody and Allie. And we'll be back at you next week. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Fly the Coop. Be sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a review. I sure would appreciate it. We'll see you next time in the coop.